For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Bay Area Podcast and Believe Podcast. Now we're the Bay Area's number one sports podcast. Now we're the only place to show up for a team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in Perfect Directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And you can find me personally at Reichel Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to change some things up a little bit. I know we've been covering the 49ers for the last couple of months. But now, I feel like since we just finished covering the 49ers season, we should give them a little bit of a break, and we will switch gears to another sport that we haven't covered that much in the show's history, and that will be baseball. Now, I know that there have been some conversations and debates about whether or not there will be a season, and I will give my opinion about that in a second. But for the sake of this show, we're going to be looking at the San Francisco Giants, and we will preview their expected roster for the upcoming MLB season, along with trying to predict just how well uh, they will be playing in this season, assuming that there is a season. But before we get into the lineups and the bullpens, etc., and all the offseason moves, time to address the elephant in the room, which has been the massive labor dispute between the players and the owners in the middle of this pandemic. Uh, I'm not really going to talk about my side in the matter, because I don't think that's really relevant, and I don't think really anybody cares, because it really comes down to whether or not the owners and the players actually put their swords aside for a second and negotiate. Uh, for the sake of the probability for an MLB season, if you're asking for my honest opinion, I think there's probably a 90% chance that we will not have a baseball season. Simply put, it seems like every single time the players actually send out a decent proposal, the owners just insist on shutting it down immediately. And the main issue that has been at the forefront of the debate has been prorated salaries, where players want full prorated salaries, and it seems like owners only want to pay about 80%, give or take. Everything about the games doesn't really seem to be a significant issue. Players want to do 100-plus games. Owners want to do about 50. And now all the compromises or all the proposals have been somewhere in the 80 range, and I personally think 82 or 81 sounds right. But the main issue that needs to be addressed is prorated salaries because it seems like the owners are willing to do whatever it takes to not cave on this issue, and it seems like the players are willing to do the same as they don't want to cave either. And as a result, you seem to have a massive stalemate, which doesn't look to have any resolution in place, at least for the foreseeable future. So do I think we're going to have a baseball season? No. Having said that, if we are going to, and since baseball is still at least a huge topic of conversation at this point in time, since basketball and hockey are about two months away minimum, I feel like it's a good place to actually break down the Giants and talk about how Uh, Their roster makes up because people might have forgotten some of the moves they made during the offseason. Next week, we'll be talking about the Oakland A's. We're going to be doing the same thing, but with an AL team that has had a little bit more success as of late. But either or, the Giants still have won a a couple championships since the start of the 21st century. And they will be looking to become a lot more relevant than they have been over the last year or two, as they were very underwhelming to say the least. Uh, If you want to break down uh, just how they did last season... Uh, I'll be pretty, uh, I'm not going to spend much time talking about it because I feel like it's a season that all Giants fans want to forget, 
as they definitely were underwhelming to say the least. The Giants ended up going 77-85, and which is not awful, uh, considering the fact that they were hovering around a wildcard spot around the All-Star break after going on a serious run. Definitely not exactly how they planned on finishing the year, as they ended up finishing in third place in the division. But in reality, uh, yeah, it probably should get worse from here, if I'm just being completely honest with you. I'm going to go through the projected lineup, and then I can talk about my thoughts on each of the individual players. The projected lineups, some of these uh, are a little bit inaccurate because you don't really know how uh, the manager, which I'm going to talk about in a second, is going to handle the platoons, etc. But the projected lineup is going to be Yastrzemski leading off in the outfield. You got Brandon Belt at first base, batting second. Longoria batting third, uh, playing third base. Dickerson playing the outfield, batting fourth. Posey batting fifth as the catcher. Brandon Crawford as the shortstop, batting, si- uh, batting sixth. Dubone as the second baseman, batting seventh. And Duggar or Billy Hamilton, depending on who they want to use, probably going to be a platoon there uh, as the eighth hitter. And then, of course, you have the pitcher batting ninth. Now, one thing that we have to talk about for this lineup is how underwhelming the lineup actually was last season. If you go through those statistics, definitely not great. And you can make the argument that Hunter Pence could find his way into the uh, starting lineup as he is now reunited with the Giants as he was a member of uh, World Series team or two. So he has had a lot of success with the Giants in the past, and he might be looking to continue some of the success that he had last year in a relative renaissance year with the Texas Rangers. But looking at the lineup, Jaskremski, of course, was the bright spot for the Giants as he came into the league midway last season as a rookie. Everyone pretty much knows him as being the relative of, you know, Carl Yastrzemski, but as a whole, he made a little bit of a name for himself. However, he wasn't that consistent as he bursted onto the scene early on then kind of came back down to earth late in the regular season. But statistically speaking, he was definitely solid uh, as he, uh, just pulling up all the stats for Yastrzemski right here, he ended up having 371 at-bats, he batted 272, and he had 21 home runs with 55 RBIs, and he's expected to be the leadoff guy. Uh, it's kind of interesting because your leadoff guy is the person who led your team in home runs last season. Uh, so that I find that pretty fascinating. Uh, but Yastrzemski definitely showed signs of being a solid pro in the future. And I think he should play well once again this season. So he's a bright spot. Brandon Belt, though, on the contrary of everything I just said about Yastrzemski, you could say about Brandon Belt, who was very underwhelming last season. Been pretty solid at first base over the course of his career. But he only batted 234. And he only had 17 home runs with 57 RBIs. However, he did have an on-base percentage of 339, which was decent. Of course, you'd probably prefer a guy somewhere in the 350s, 360s. But at the end of the day, he still had a positive war. He was still decent. And, uh, yeah, basically, uh, the Giants are going to be hoping that he finds a little bit of a bounce-back year in him after a little bit of a lackluster performance in 2019. Then at third base, you have Evan Longoria, uh, who was okay last year. Uh, he batted 254. He had 20 home runs, 69 RBIs. Uh, Giants definitely signed Longoria because they were hoping that he would continue to be the player that he was on Tampa Bay. However, I think it's safe to say those days have passed as Longoria has looked uh, like a much older version of himself, and that means that, that he is not as, I'd say, quick in the field, the third base, as he used to be. So his fielding definitely isn't the same gold glove, uh, gold glove quality level that it was when he was with the Rays. Still decent, though. He's going to bet third. Um, not really much else to say. I think Longoria definitely 
is a mediocre player at this stage in his career, and I think the Giants probably regret giving him that decent contract a couple years ago, but that's not really shocking news to anybody. Uh, batting fourth, you have, you have Alex Dickerson, who was okay after being acquired halfway through the season, uh, as he only had 155 at-bats with the Giants. But if you look at his numbers uh, as a whole last season, not bad. Uh, he had six home runs, 26 RBIs in 155 at-bats, and he also batted 290. So overall, pretty decent, but he will be the cleanup guy, and I don't really think that a team goes into an offseason you know, thankful that Alex Dickerson is going to be the cleanup guy on their team. So I think he's decent. Do I think he's a good cleanup guy? No, but he's a decent hitter, and hopefully he can piece something together uh, for the course of a season. Then you have the catcher, Buster Posey, who had a pretty down year, and I'm putting that mildly. It was probably the worst season of his career, as he ended up playing in 114 games. He had seven home runs, 38 RBIs, and he had a batting average of 257 with an on-base percentage of 320. Now, Posey has had a pretty interesting career. He looked like he was going to be a generational talent to catcher. Then he had the broken leg incident at home plate, and they changed the rule with collisions as a result because of Posey. It's basically the Posey rule, and he's never really been the same player since. Posey, I think his best days are behind him, if I'm being completely honest with you. I know it's going to hurt to hear at the age of 33 and how Posey has meant so much to this organization. I just don't think he's the same guy. And people can claim that he's going to turn back the clock and he's going to become this generational guy once again. I really don't see it. Uh, 2018 was his previous worst year as he ended up batting 284. Still had five home runs, 41 RBIs. He's played 105 games in 2018, 114 games in 2019. He just simply doesn't play enough games to be considered an elite catcher anymore especially if you're going to be missing approximately 40 or 50 games minimum every year from this point forward. It will be a shortened season, which should benefit him, especially considering the fact that he might be able to play the entire year. But the last two seasons combined, he has 12 home runs and 79 RBIs and a batting average of roughly 260, 270. He's just not that guy anymore. It's just the way it is, and I know it hurts. Kind of reminds me a lot of what happened with Joe Maurer uh, back when he was still with Minnesota. Um, Joe Maurer was a batting champion. He looked like he was going to be a surefire Hall of Famer. And then eventually injuries just caught up to him and his career quickly fell off a cliff. And I'm not saying it's at that stage yet for Posey. I think Bo Posey can still bat 280 or so. But in reality, his best days are behind him. And he's only playing roughly 110 games a season now because he just can't hold up physically. So I, it definitely is a sadder story on the outcome of Posey's career, because if he didn't get injured, he might have gone down as a top 10 catcher of all time. But in reality, the Giants pretty much have to keep him because he means so much to the organization. But in reality, they should probably start considering uh, some potential future options in the prospect pool for the catcher spot, because uh, I would expect Posey to continue to play fewer and fewer games every year uh, as his career moves on. Uh, moving on, though, for a shortstop, you got Brandon Crawford who had a very, very odd year last year. He was phenomenal for the first couple of years with the organization. And last year, to be completely honest, he stunk. And I know that that might sound a little bit harsh, but it's just the truth. He had 11 home runs, 59 RBIs, and a pedestrian 228 batting average, and a 304 on base percentage. He just wasn't getting it done. And hope the Giants are hoping that was just an anomaly 
and he will bounce back to much better production. But if you look at Crawford's numbers, he was never really better than a 240-250 hitter. His career average is 249. So the average being 228 is definitely low, but I can't say it's the most shocking thing in the world. I think the main surprising factor has been the RBIs. Last two seasons, he's had 54 RBIs and 59 after having at least 69 RBIs from 2014 to 2017. So he has been a little bit worse with regard to driving runners in. Then again, you make the argument that the Giants lineup has been worse around him. So he's had less opportunities to actually drive people in. But over the course of his career, he was for the most part a 2-plus war guy. 2.1, 2 2.3s, had a couple of 5.6s and even 4s and 3s in there. Last year was only a .6, so it was definitely the worst year of his career just based on an impact perspective. And the Giants will hope that he still has a little bit of prime left in him at the age of 33, but that remains to be seen. After that, you have Mauricio Dubon, who is a relative unknown. He played a little bit last season. He's an up-and-coming prospect, and he is expected to be the starting second baseman for the Giants. So looking at uh, Bubon's stats last season, uh, he batted 279, and he had four home runs and nine RBIs in 104 at-bats. Very small sample size, but batting 279, really not that bad. On base percentage of 312 is okay, but that means he's really not drawing enough walks. But in reality, having a 280 hitter, give or take, and a small sample size is a good thing, is a good sign. However, you have to wonder as pitchers start to make adjustments as they get film on Dubon if he will probably regress to around a 250-260 hitter, which I think is definitely a reasonable argument. But they also ended up getting Wilmer Flores, who could easily play the infield instead. So it really depends on if the Giants want to give the younger guys some playing time or if they want to let some of the older guys go at it. I'm not really sure where they will be going for the sake of this upcoming season, uh, but you can make the argument that Wilmer Flores should be starting, and I agree with you on that. So I think Dubon might get the start, but it wouldn't surprise me to see Flores potentially play second, even though he has definitely lost a step or two lately, and I'm putting that very, very mildly. He looked a lot slower lately uh, last season, but he'd still perform pretty well at the Diamondbacks. So... We'll see, but I actually would expect potentially a platoon between Dubon and Flores, assuming Flores can even still play second base at this stage in his career, but that remains to be seen. And in the outfield, you have Steven Duger either is going to be playing the outfield or Billy Hamilton or Hunter Pence. You can make the argument. I'm assuming that Dickerson and Yastrzemski are basically locks to start on a day-in, day-out basis, but for the right field spot, Duger was okay last season. I can't say he was amazing by any means. Uh, yeah. I mean, he was a negative .1 war guy, so pretty much was non-existent. Four home runs, 28 RBIs in 261 at-bats. Probably shouldn't be a starter, if I'm being honest, as if you, as you might think he was decent last year, but in reality, definitely left a lot to be desired. He also had no base percentage of roughly .278. So that's not exactly ideal. I would expect Hamilton to probably get the, get the starting spot here at the 8th spot, just because he provides a lot of speed at the bottom end of the order, which could be used to steal some bases, etc. But Hunter Pence could probably deserve a starting spot as well as he batted roughly 300 last year. So I, I don't expect Duger to be the starter. But once again, it depends if the Giants really plan on trying to get the veterans in or if they plan on trying to get their young guys some reps. And that remains to be seen. I probably would expect the balance between the two. But as a whole, Giants lineup, not too great. Uh, if I'm being fully honest with you, their best hitter based on last season, is their leadoff guy. 
They're hoping Crawford bounces back. They're hoping Longoria performs pretty well. They're hoping Belt bounces back. They're hoping Posey bounces back. Just a lot of question marks here at the lineup, and I'm a bit concerned with how well this team will play, at least when it comes to scoring runs of this team's offensively, uh, was one of the worst teams in baseball. So that's my thoughts on there. Plus, losing Kevin Pillar does not help, as he was one of their best hitters last season, as he ended up leaving to Boston. But before we get into the rotation, we're going to take a quick break and have a word from our sponsors. While you're waiting this out at home with us, you can still have some fun betting with our partner, BetOnline.ag. No NBA, no NHL, no MLB, and no problems whatsoever. BetOnline still has you covered. They still have hundreds of games, events, and sports to wager on. NASCAR is back. They have Madden NBA 2K simulations. They have UFC lines. And they also have online casino options with poker and blackjack. And be sure to check out the final dance with roundtable interviews including ex-Chicago Bulls, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, Craig Hodges, and Ron Harper, as they discuss the Michael Jordan documentary in full. There's still a lot of fun to be had, so go to betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100 to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that's betonline.ag and use the promo code MYPOD100. BetOnline, your online wagering solution. Welcome back, everybody, to the Benning Barrier Podcast and Believe Podcast Network. We just finished covering the lineup for the San Francisco Giants for the upcoming MLB season, and now it is time to switch gears and talk about the rotation and the bullpen, as this pitching staff definitely will look to perform a lot better than it did last season. So without further ado, we're going to dive right in and talk about the rotation. Uh, the number one starter is expected to be Johnny Cueto, who has had some injury issues over the last couple of years, but he has shown uh, during the course of his career that he has the ability to put batters away on a consistent basis, but you have to wonder if his best years are behind him, which seems to be the most likely scenario, but that remains to be seen. Um, overall, main issue with Cueto, though, is staying healthy, and if he is able to stay healthy, he should be the best, if not the second-best pitcher in this rotation. Second starter will be Jeff Samarja, who has been pretty hit or miss uh, with the Giants during his tenure. However, part of that's to do with the run support he got. Didn't really get much last season, so I think you can give him a little bit of a pass when it came to his record, which was 11-12. and 12. Uh, but he still had a 3.52 ERA, so definitely wasn't awful, to say the least, and a 1.11 whip. So overall, I can't really criticize him for how he pitched. It was just a matter of he just didn't get enough run support, and as a result, uh, his record was below 500. But I definitely think that he is still a pretty good pitcher, especially if you're looking at him as a mid-starter. But you have to wonder, potentially, if the Giants end up in the tank halfway through the season, is some margin potential trade piece that they could get another prospect for? and that definitely is an argument you could be that could be made. So Samarja will look to put together a good season, but I would not be surprised to see him finish the season potentially somewhere else if the Giants end up in the basement uh, roughly halfway through the season. So that remains to be seen. Third starter is going to be Kevin Gaussman, who has been okay, uh, but he is a little bit hit or miss, pretty streaky. He's either really good or really bad, and the Braves and the Orioles can tell you about that over the course of his career. But he has some upside, and they got him for pretty cheap, so I can't really complain about that signing. Uh, the fourth starter is going to be Drew Smiley, who is a veteran, but he's, I'd say, decent. I feel like if that's a pretty fair term to use. I don't think he's an amazing pitcher. I don't think he's an awful pitcher. I think he's, a, I'd say, a mediocre number four starter, uh, just based on the course of his career. So for that reason, not really much to talk about for Smiley. He's 30 years old, could potentially get something together, but he was 4-7 and seven last year with a 6.24 ERA, definitely looking to bounce back, and hopefully he's able to do that in a more pitcher-friendly ballpark in comparison to Texas and Philly. So, who knows, he performed well with Philly in the NL last year, 
in comparison at least. Uh, he was three and two. He did have a four four five ERA, but he, compared to the uh, 8.42 ERA he had with Texas, definitely looked a lot better in the second half of the year, and he will look to continue progressing and to perform well with the Giants. And the fifth starter was supposed to be Tyler Beatty, uh, who was the young starter who showed flashes of brilliance at times for the Giants, and for the most part was a pretty mediocre pitcher last year, pretty streaky. But he was supposed to be a member of the rotation as well. Unfortunately, he actually ended up undergoing Tommy John surgery, and he is going to be out for the season. So that is definitely not ideal uh, for uh, the sake of the Giants and the rotation, as Beattie, even though he was 5-10 and 10 last year, he's only 27. So you can make the argument that he might have been poised for a much better season, but he's out for the year, and he might even miss part of the 2021 season. So hopefully he's able to come back and make a full recovery. But overall, the rotation, not great. Uh, your number one pitcher is Cueto. You lost Mad Bum. Definitely not an ideal situation for the Giants. And I expect this rotation to struggle as a result. Cueto maybe can hover around 500. Samarja should hover around 500. Not a big Gaussman guy. I think Smiley's okay. And your fifth starter is a question mark because your original fifth starter is going to be out for the year. Now switching gears to the bullpen. Your closer is supposed to be Tony Watson. Uh, you got Trevor God in there, Sean Anderson, Wandy Peralta, Sam Coonrod. You got Tyler Rogers. You got Jandel Gustave, and you got Logan Webb. Uh, you lost Will Smith, who was your best close, who was your best pitcher last year as a closer. He ended up going to Atlanta. This bullpen stinks. Uh, I don't really trust any of the guys in this bullpen. I mentioned Tony Watson as a closer. I feel like unless you're a big Giants fan, nobody knows who that is. And that's not really a good sign moving forward. So, yeah, not exactly an ideal situation for the Giants. Uh, you lost your best starter and your best reliever during the offseason. And I think this pitching staff is very, very underwhelming. This might be one of the worst pitching staffs in the entire league. Definitely a bottom five bullpen in the league. So I think that is a concerning factor when it comes to maintaining leagues, uh, leads late in games. And it is worth mentioning that in addition to losing some pieces on offense and defense, they also lost their manager. As Bruce Bochy, the future Hall of Fame manager who won multiple World Series with this organization, decided to retire, and they ended up replacing him with none other than Gabe Kapler, who flamed out in spectacular fashion with the Phillies after that team was given high expectations uh, during his tenure. Uh, my fan of Kapler, no. Uh, I'm not a fan of the way he uses the bullpen. I'm not a fan of the way that he... Brings in some bench bats occasionally. Watching a bit in Philly, wasn't really that impressed. So, in other words, the lineup's inconsistent or relatively unknown, but not great. The rotation and the bullpen is definitely underwhelming, to say the least. And the manager is definitely a huge downgrade in comparison to Bruce Bochy. So, if you're a diehard Giants fan, I apologize for what I'm about to tell you. I think this team is going to be really, really bad. And I know that people might have realized that, but they are still a little bit in denial. And hopefully I'm wrong because the Giants have a very solid fan base and you know that if they're able to pack the stadium with fans, which is a separate story, and I don't even know that's going to be a thing uh, for this upcoming season due to the corona and all of the safety precautions, they have a great atmosphere there. It's a great ballpark. And it's a shame that this team has fallen from grace after they pretty much ruled the National League for multiple years. But in reality... I think this is either the worst team in the NL West or the second worst team rivaling with the Rockies. This team's going to be really bad. And I think this team should finish somewhere around a win percentage of maybe 
I don't know, 40%, give or take, maybe a little bit lower. I think this team's going to be really bad. But once again, you have to wonder, if this team falls apart early, which I expect them to do, are you going to trade some of the older pieces that you have? I don't think anyone will take Longoria because of his contract. I don't think anyone's going to take Posey because, because of his contract either. Brandon Belt may be a trade piece. Crawford might be a trade piece. You make an argument that Samarja might be a trade piece. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Giants become sellers at the deadline, which I think will make things even worse. And when it comes to Billy Hamilton and Wilmer Flores and all these guys, I think they might start early. But at the end of the day, I expect the young guys and I expect some prospects to be called up midway through the season to get some reps as the Giants recognize that this season might be a bit of a lost cause. So overall, before we wrap up today's video, just a quick recap of my thoughts for the team. Um, yeah, and the Giants are the second worst team, if not the worst team in the division. And I think that they are going to be really, really bad. Other than that, though, that's going to be the installment of the Betting Barrier podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Next, we're going to be doing the Oakland Athletics, where I should be a little bit more optimistic about their future. Sorry if you're a Giants fan, but I'm just speaking the truth here, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. Um, yeah, I think they're going to be brighter days ahead for the Giants, probably within the next couple of years. But either or, uh, yep, that's going to do it for this installment, and good luck to all of you and your respective bets today. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.